0: All may take a, a seat this morning is a bit different of a Sunday. We are, are celebrating and honoring Daryl and, and Garen and their time here and all they've meant in each of our lives and the life of, of this church. And as we do that, we've asked a, a very special person to come and preach for us this morning. His name is Paul Halleck, and he has been a, a good and faithful servant as well for years and has known Daryl for a long time. And so he has a, a very special message to share with us on this, this, this very important Sunday. And the passage that he has selected, if you wanna turn there with me to preach from this morning, is 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So if you have your Bibles with me, Turn to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we will read this passage uh, from Scripture this morning together. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. Word of the Lord.
1: Good morning. I wanted to thank the praise band for an outstanding job, and... uh, Enjoyed that very much. What a beautiful fall season we are enjoying, both here and up in Wyoming. It's gorgeous. Uh, I have heard that there's snow up in the high country. and Actually, you beat us. You had uh, I-70 closed before we had I-80 closed. But uh, <laughs> we've got some fall yet to really enjoy. Clearly, God is on the move in nature, no question. Today's a great day of celebration as we rejoice in the ministry of our brother in Christ, Daryl Schramm and his wonderful wife, Garen, their family, as well as the tremendous ministry of all of you here at South Suburban Christian Church. Thank you for inviting me to preach here today. I am humbled and it is an honor. I've known Daryl for nearly 40 years. Uh, I mentioned in first service, I had black hair those days, but uh, somewhere it disappeared. Uh, we met first here at worship at South Suburban when our first son, Mark, was two years of age. And of course, we're so proud that later, Mark was called to be the youth minister here for several years before heading up Broadway to be senior pastor at Calvary Church. And every time I come to Denver, I have the privilege uh, on a weekend of coming to South Suburban for the early service, then going up to Calvary for the later service. It is a privilege. I've got to admit, Darrell's darn good. And so is my son. <laughs> By the way, I was serving Faith Christian Church in Omaha when I met Daryl. And two members of our church there, Maurice and Grace Carter, some of you may have known them, were moving to Littleton and became very active at South Suburban, a church and a people they dearly loved. I remember one of them at their bedside. I was there and they told me how much they appreciated this church. Also, folks at First Christian and Casper are proud that former members there, Gretchen Astone and Ross and Mabel Reinecke, are now members here at South Suburban. Clearly God is on the move, family. God will bless them and will be with them as they continue to share their love of God with family and new friends. And after 38 years of wonderful ministry here at South Sub, unbelievable. Has anyone here ever heard of anyone working in a church for 38 years? 36 years as a senior pastor two years as an associate i did my math and it comes down to real close to 14,000 days now that sounds you can begin to rationalize that if you think there's a couple days off but one of the things we know about our pastors and our pastoral staff is they're on call 24 hours a day so uh let's give daryl a hand (laughs) and Garen, who has to put up with him when he goes out. (laughs) Oh, yes, and as God has moved and continued to move through this body, mark my words, God's continuing to move rapidly through this body, his church is South Suburban. He has required throughout these years thoughtful, visionary leadership on the church boards throughout the, uh, pardon me, on the church boards strong elder and deacon groups, women's groups, and certainly a very supportive staff, and a loving, praying, caring congregation, as well as a deeply dedicated and devoted pastor, Darrell. These things are evident from the moment you drive up or down and get off of Broadway and see the beautiful church family, the beautiful church facility, and the well-kept and attractive grounds, Tim. And then enter the church to be met by a friendly greeter or greeters who sincerely welcome you to this Christ place. And it is here that the living Christ is present and is proclaimed in our worship. The scriptures read this morning from 1 Corinthians 15 are for me the bedrock of our faith. Listen once again as Paul reminds the church at Corinth. Now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaim to you, which you in turn received, in which also you stand, that Christ died for our sins. The word sin is hamartia in the Greek, and hamartia means we missed the mark. Sometimes we do that very intentionally, and sometimes we just accidentally miss the mark. But Christ died for our sins, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day. Chirazzo means he stood up, he stood up, he stood up, according to the scriptures. And then he appeared first to Cephas and then to the twelve. Then to more than 500 brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom in Paul's time were still alive. Next he appeared to James, then to the apostles, and finally, for I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the very grace of God, I am what I am now. He was a brand-new Christian, an apostle for Christ, forgiven and transformed. And I believe that opportunity to meet the living Christ and to be transformed has been so much a possibility as one comes to truly worship Christ here in South Suburban. I thought about that as I've reflected on Darrell's ministry here. It seems to me that among his strengths are four that I would like to lift up today in appreciation. First, Darrell believes strongly in sharing the good news of the gospel with others in evangelism. For the apostle Paul said, Jesus has risen from the dead and lots of people saw him shortly thereafter. And there is hope for all of us who accept him as Lord and Savior, that we too shall have eternal life. In our society, there are so many people that are so very hungry and are hunting for hope. I'll share with you a story. For many years ago, I, for many years, pardon me, I have worked with college students And I remember visiting with a particular young sophomore student who was wrestling with her life. She was a single mom with two children, eight and six, taking 12 hours of credit in the morning, working between 20 and 25 hours a week in the mid and late afternoons. And who was fortunate to have a wonderful mother who was able to be at home to greet her children after school while she was at work. As we talked at a little place called Metro Coffee House, downtown Casper, she kept saying how she was so tired and was beginning to feel that nagging feeling of hopelessness and burnout. As we talked, I asked her if she had a church home. She said no. Besides, she added, and many, many young people in that position would add this, I need my Sundays to rest and to catch up and to be with my kids. Well, I pointed out that our church had a really good Sunday school program with lots of singing and hearing the stories about Jesus for children her age. That would give her a break. She asked me a couple more questions and was pretty negative. I told her we also had a class for young, single, married, divorced adults, such as herself, that she could attend at the same time her children were in class. Although very hesitant, she said, I'll give it a try. And she came, and she loved it. Friendly like your church, that group was friendly and welcomed her. About a month later, I saw her again and she told me she was feeling much better about life and thanked me for inviting her and her children to church. And she ended by saying, I'm feeling a lot more hopeful these days. Now, you and I know that not all would feel this way, but we are called to share the good news of Jesus Christ through reaching out to others And especially to those who reach out to us. I believe that you in this church, as the very body of the living Christ, have offered that hope to so many and do so this very day. I want to just take a minute and share a couple of stories of my own boys here in the last two days. Um, Son Daniel, who's a pastor out in uh, northern uh, Seattle, um, was at home on Friday night and got a call, got a knock on the door about 11 o'clock at night and went to the door. It was one of his um, members of his church, uh, about a 25-year-old, and uh, came, he came in and he said, Dan, we've got a problem. I've got a friend out in the car. It's laying down in the back seat. He tried to commit suicide, and um, he didn't do it successfully. And he said, can you come out and talk to him? Dan put on his slippers and uh, headed out the door, went out to the car, and they talked and talked, and the man had a little help. And Dan could see when the light was on in the car, this red ring around his neck, that he had not successfully completed. And as they talked, they headed uh, south into Seattle and went to the hospital there. And my understanding this morning early was that the man was still in the hospital, was doing a little bit better, he'd been severely depressed. And they did have prayer with him. And Hopefully Christ will stay by him. My other son, Mark, tonight, will be spending the night at University Hospital in Denver with uh, relieving a wife who has been sitting by her husband for several nights as he continues to die of cancer. She needed a break, and Mark said, I'll do it. So Mark's gonna go and be in the hospital with him tonight. And the man isn't very responsive, but Mark can share scriptures with him and pray with him. I'm proud of those two boys, but I also understand that's what pastoral ministry is all about. Um, This church also has done well in caring for people Maybe that's severe, maybe not, but just trying to find a way for meaning in their life, and they have found it here. Thanks be to God. A second strength that Darrell's ministry has emphasized as well, pardon me, a third one, is the ministry of pastoral preaching and uh, teaching. Um, which I'm very proud of because that is so important to preach the scriptures in our holy Bible. I like the song, one of the songs we sang this morning that emphasized holy, holy. Years ago, I heard this statement. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Not quite that simple, but much good truth there. It is here as the minister leads us in the study of various scriptures that we learn of God's majesty. Yes, you can walk outside this door of this church, front or back, and experience the presence of God's majesty. It's amazing. But in the study of scriptures, we learn not only of his majesty, his wonderful works, his creativity, his love, and his judgment. The life of his only begotten son, Jesus, and the teachings of Jesus, which we are to follow. We are fortunate to tell the witness and testimony of his life through the gospel writers, as well as the missionary works of the Apostle Paul and others. These stories and teachings come to us through the preaching and proclamation of our pastors, as well as our many fine Sunday school, church school teachers of children, youth, and adults. Strong biblical preaching and teaching leads us to a solid Christian foundation for our churches and their leadership. Our seminaries continue to emphasize the important aspect, this important aspect of ministry, and thank God they do, so very essential to the steadfast growth of our faith. So evangelism, pastoral care, and preaching are very important. Fourthly, let me mention how important it is that our ministry has integrity. Darrell has a strong, loving integrity in his ministry. He has had strong, loving integrity in his life, what he believes is right, and he has represented that throughout his life. Visitors look not only for hope and a congregation that really cares, but also for people who represent Christ with integrity. Christ had integrity and he was integrity. He was the very integrity of God himself. So commitment to evangelism, pastoral care, biblical preaching and integrity These four strengths plus others have been key to the heart of Darrell and his ministry. And for that, we are so grateful. Through it all, God has been on the move. And God promises to continue to be on the move here at South Suburban. I know you're making plans. You've evaluated where you need to go. You've had people come and talk with you, and you've done small groups and it's so important as you prepare for the future. And it's at this point that Daryl might well say about this time and the sermon, stay steady. As you move forward, you know that you have a terrific, highly capable, very effective staff, guided by God's love and the eternal presence of his Holy Spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit is right here with us right now, too. You also have a wonderful congregation committed to the evolving mission that God will set before you. Please know also that many of us appreciate the ministry that takes place in and through you, whether we be in Littleton, the greater Denver metropolis, or way up north who worship in Casper, Wyoming, and elsewhere. Well, remember this in a very real way. We are all in this together. Yes, we yell from the Broncos too. (laughs) And in conclusion, may I share this final quote from a letter recently written by your beloved former pastor, Daryl Schwamm, who's still, as far as I'm concerned, pastor right now who will be honored here at the church tonight at 6 p.m. with his wife, Karen and family. Here's the quote. May the Lord always go before you to guide the way, behind you to protect you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over you, and within you that you may reflect his love, joy, peace, and hope all through your days. Yes, God is on the move in your lives in this wonderful church. To God be the glory. Let us pray. Eternal God, we give thanks for the privilege each of us has of being here today. For offering our prayers up to you and know that you are present here to hear those but also as we leave this place to know that you are always beside us we ask God that our sins may be forgiven and that we may be willing to confess them and we ask God that we may continually learn to forgive and to forget and that we may Love our neighbor as we love ourselves. For the privilege of this day, oh God, and for the ministry of 38 years, and for the ministry of all the ministers in this community who are sharing the gospel today, we give you thanks and we know that the honor is yours. We pray in Christ's name, amen. Amen. On this special
0: morning, this, this morning that we come together in, in, in honor of Daryl and Garam, one of the things we're doing is remembering. We remember uh, their time. We remember their ministry. And we do the same thing at the table every week. This is what Jesus said we do when we come to this communion table. We're here to remember We're here to remember the sacrifice that he made for us. So on this Sunday in which we're remembering, we come forward to remember something happened nearly 2,000 years ago. And so we remember that on the night our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this. Whenever you drink it in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. All those who know and trust Jesus as their Savior are welcome at the table of South Suburban. As you come forward, tear off a piece of the bread, dip it into the cup. You can give of your offerings and your tithes just as a part of your good worship as you go down the side aisles of the baskets provided and then As you you sit in contemplation after you've taken communion, take a moment to remember. And as we remember, we proclaim the good news of the Lord, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Will you come?